somehow it gives you whatever you need at that time, whether that's that sense of your own courage or that reminder to take time out for yourself and be compassionate or just a space to be still and be held by the water. I know in during lockdown when I've been really missing hugs, just that experience of getting in and almost being hugged by the water has been such a gift. The joy of swimming. Conversations about open water swimming, hosted by Pat Kelman. Hi and welcome to this episode of the Joyous Swimming Podcast. My name is Pat Kelman. Today we're joined by Pippa Best, who runs Sea Soul Blessings. Pippa's based in Penzance in Cornwall, and I've had the pleasure of knowing her for many years from my experience as being a filmmaker. I've been following Pippa for a long time on her Sea Souls Blessings Instagram account, where she shares little motivational thoughts, her experience of getting in the water, and I just thought she'd be someone that you would love to hear from. Um, we've got a really lovely interview coming up with Pippa in just a couple of moments. But before I do, I just wanted to say thank you for listening. This is a brand new podcast and there are some technical rough edges that I'm sure will be tidied up as time goes on. But it's a labour of love and I'm really grateful that you're listening. If you'd like to follow this podcast, please make sure you press the subscribe button. And if you wanted to leave a review, a rating on your podcatcher of choice, that would be really great as well. It's all about building up the audience. It's all about building up the community around the podcast. And to that end, I have a Facebook page called The Joyous Swimming UK. I'll link to it in the show notes. And from there, there's also a Facebook group where we're going to be having discussions around topics raised by the episodes and so on. This is your podcast, and I really want you to enjoy it, to feel part of it, and also to feedback. So in these introductions and in the outros at the end after the interview, I'll be maybe using a review of the week to read out or any questions that you may have, I may try and answer for you. I want this to be for us as much as it is just entertainment. Also, there's a great opportunity for you to win a free copy of Sarah Norquay's wonderful memoir, Salt on My Skin. All you have to do is subscribe to the podcast, share it on Twitter, share it on Facebook, and then go to the Facebook group and paste in a picture to show that you've done it. That's all you have to do to enter and have a chance to win one of five copies of Sarah's wonderful book. And I'm very grateful to say that Sarah is in fact my guest on the next episode of the podcast. Anyway, enough of this. Here's a wonderful interview with the very, very lovely Pippa Best. Oh, lovely. Well, it's very, very exciting to be here joining you on your podcast, Pat. It's a really exciting adventure. And, and I think there's certainly space for it. We all want to share the love that we have for sea swimming and hear about other stories. I think everyone who gets into sea swimming has an interesting story or a reason that, that, that it's come into their life and that it's helping them to deal with things in their own life. Um, so ooh, what do I tell you about me? I wear lots of different hats. One of them is my Sea Soul Blessings hat, which you talked about. I also work as a script editor on film, which is how we've known each other historically, is through the film industry. And I've also um, run a social enterprise supporting mums, so coaching mums and offering retreats for mums for the last 10 years now, ever since I became a mum and found that incredibly difficult and wished there was more help out there for people who were struggling with that transition so I set that up to support other mums. So I somehow juggle those three things around the rest of life. And I got into sea swimming, I think this is my fourth winter. Yeah. So still relatively new to it. 
Um, and I started sea swimming at, during the summer. So it was a time when I was finding that juggle of work and family really challenging. My husband, who also works in film, was working away. I had the kids at home. I was still trying to juggle the various bits of work that I had to do. And I was taking them off to um, a holiday club. And the drop-off for the holiday club was right next to Penzance Prom, the the beach nearest to where I live as well. And I would drop them off there and then just head down to the prom just to sit and collect my thoughts and just have a moment of peace looking at the sea before um, heading back into work at home and all the the madness of trying to juggle impossible deadlines. And one day when I was sat there, I happened to see a bunch of sea swimmers going in. Most of them were older than me, between their 60s to their 80s. And they were so friendly and welcoming. And it turned out that this was a time that they went swimming every day. So they'd see me there and they'd be like, oh, come on, come on, you're going to come in for a swim. And of course, I didn't have swim stuff with me because I was just planning to sit there and calm down. Um, but the next time I went down, I thought, yeah, why not? I'll take my take my swim stuff. And I started swimming with them. And they were just the loveliest bunch. And I still swim with them now, as and when I can, COVID restrictions permitting. Um, but they were just so warm and welcoming and encouraging. And, you know, as the months went on, they were saying, are you going to swim through the winter? And I was like, oh, I hadn't really thought about it, but yeah, I'll give it a go. See see how how long I can keep it up. And of course, I absolutely loved it. It becomes an obsession and an addiction, doesn't it? And and you keep going, I think. And, and the more you do it, the more you understand the benefits and all the different ways that it, it helps you and feeds back into life on land. That first experience of getting into the sea, what was that first time kind of like for you? Oh, it's just bliss, isn't it? I mean, I'd obviously been in the sea before. I'd been swimming before with the kids or during the summer months generally. But this was to make a kind of conscious decision to go and get in when the sky's a bit grey and there's a bit of a cold wind and it doesn't seem like the most obvious thing to do. It's not a beach day where you would be stunning yourself, but it's a day when you're deciding to make this commitment to doing something different for yourself, I guess, to taking a a step into the unknown. So I think there's one of the things I love about the experience of sea swimming is that you have to kind of connect to a courageous part of yourself just before you get into the water, just to get you through that cold thrill that's about to come. So I certainly remember having that that sense of what am I doing here? Why why am I doing this? But there was the, you know, these lovely joyful squeals and welcomes of the other swimmers going in. And just really just looking out at that beautiful vast horizon and hearing the sounds of the gulls flying around and the oyster catchers. Mm and the waves and that that sound of the dark thick pebbles being turned over against each other those that beautiful soothing noise that does something to your whole nervous system um and just deciding okay well i'm here now i'm in my swimsuit yeah. at the edge of the sea what else am i going to do so it would be more more embarrassing to walk away at that point than to just get in so you just walk on in and and certainly when you start you get that that panicked breathing sensation, don't you, of walking into colder water. Um, and it takes a little while to learn how to manage manage your reflexes, I guess, or breathe through it and stay calm. So I'm sure on that that first, those first swims, it would have been very much that kind of, 
<laughs> breath that you get when you're going into the water and just trying to calm your body. Um, but I know that for me at that point, I was really wanting in that little space of time by the sea, it was really about looking after myself and being compassionate towards myself. So even in that first swim, I was really thinking about motivating myself with kindness rather than forcing myself to do something, you know, it, it wasn't about, well, you're here now, get in so much as it was about, this is something that you're, you're doing for yourself and you're going to see how it is. If you don't like it, you can just get straight out again. You know, mm. I wasn't pressuring myself to be some sort of wonder woman going into the sea. It was just about here, this is something you're trying for you because look how happy it makes these, these other people. And, you know, maybe it's just what you need right now. Yeah. And, and that's very much my experience of it is that, you know, whatever I need that day, somehow I get it when I'm in the sea, you know, and, and it isn't what I want necessarily, but it's what I need. So whether it's a, just a clearing of the head or whether it's actually something that I consciously think about before I get into the sea, you know, it's something that maybe it's a lesson I want to learn. I know this is, this is going to be a very woo-woo podcast, I can tell. In that it's, <laughs> I'm getting a huge amount of connection with nature from from this and and connection to to something bigger than myself you know that's the thing um but it is different every time slightly you know depending on what I need from it so is that has that been your experience as well oh yeah that's totally been my experience (laughs) yeah absolutely it just felt like it somehow it gives you whatever you whatever you need at that time, whether that's that sense of your own courage or that reminder to take time out for yourself and be compassionate or just a space to be still and be held by the water. I know in during lockdown when I've been really missing hugs, just that experience of getting in and almost being hugged by the water has been such a gift. Um, and it's about releasing and letting go of whatever tension it is I've been holding before and I think that's a kind of very visceral physical experience when you get in the sea but it's also a kind of a conscious experience you can do when you're in the water of just saying okay just gonna let it let it all go now let the water just wash all of that away and I think the physical sensation of it really really helps with that it really brings you into the present moment it's impossible to be anything but mindful in the water because you you know your entire body uh, all your little nerve endings are experiencing a sensation and you've got moving water that you need to be aware of you've got a sense of your own body in that in the physical space and it really it really is impossible to spend lots of time worrying about anything else or you know looking ahead or looking behind all you can do is be there in that moment and I think when we're in that state we're more likely to get those kind of woo-woo messages or that sense of you know what have I got what can I open myself up to in the water that's going to be helpful to me here and that was certainly the experience I had in the creating of sea soul blessings but it happens you know it happens every time I I go into the water there'll be something there'll be some some lovely gift that comes out of the water when I come back on land yeah and it is that sense of clearing space for something to come in that I find most remarkable about this experience really because as someone who all my life I've been very much in my head you know I've I've been kind of disconnected from my body emotionally I guess somehow I'm 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 me when I'm in the water, 
you know and what's beautiful about it is that having had that experience i can then take that away in the water as well you know i feel much more integrated as a person now than i did eight months ago even you know it, it, it's that kind of experience for me that's been really powerful yeah i would say it's completely changed my relationship with my body on lots of different levels i think it, it works in in lots of different ways you know there's kind of the external self-perceptions of initially when I would have been walking in off Penzance prom I was probably quite self-conscious I was probably thinking oh what are people thinking of my great big bum looking at me from the promenade or whatever and and now that doesn't even enter into my thought processes at all I'm just really grateful for the body that allows me to get into the water and have that physical emotional spiritual experience and I think there's something about getting into your swimming costume every day and realizing that the external appearance isn't important at all, but just understanding that here you are in your body and it can do these amazing things for you. Um, wow. I mean, physically, the, the cold water helps me a lot with a lot of the things that I struggle with with my body. So I have um, quite early onset arthritis um, in my feet and that can be incredibly painful. But actually, since starting sea swimming, that's really eased the pain. It's really helped. So partly it's the doing the exercise it's a really kind you know positive kind of exercise to do it's not weight bearing um but it's getting that kind of fluid movement in the water which is really helpful but it's also that the cold immersion and the numbing and the reducing of inflammation that's really helpful same with my knees i've got dodgy knees as well and it really really helps with that so there's kind of those very physical things and my eczema cleared up completely so it's it's really transformed things on a physical level and fantastic skin unfortunately you can't see on the podcast but I put that <laughs> I put that all down to the seaweed baths and the amount of seaweed I must eat. I was just thinking this morning, swimming through a whole load of seaweed, that I reckon I have a good portion of seaweed every day. So <laughs> little That's tiny funny. bit going in. It's got to be good for us, doesn't it? <laughs> it's got to be good for your immune system at times like now to just be exposing yourself to goodness knows whatever that's in the water. I certainly haven't had any really severe colds since starting sea swimming. It's also that kind of clearing, I guess, is the kind of word I can think of, really best I can think of, that sense that I, my anxiety levels have dropped down to virtually, they're not zero, they never will be, because that's my nature. But on a scale of one to 10, my anxiety has gone from like an eight down to about a two, maybe, in my life. And that's purely, I, I really put it down to this, you know, I really do. Yeah, same. No, it had a massive impact on all of those kind of that self-criticism and the anxiety, all of the general stress and worries. It just is like such an easy fix to clear it all away and not have to worry about it anymore. It's interesting because I'm obviously now going through perimenopause. So that's brought a whole load of different um, mood swings and stuff going on. So I'm sure that the, the cold water swimming is still helping with all of that, but it hasn't got rid of it completely because there's all sorts of other weird hormone, hormones going on and don't know exactly what's going on. So I had really, really low mood and much more extreme anxiety at the beginning of this year. But again, I think because I've shifted that relationship with my body to really appreciating it for all the things that it does, it was much easier for me to make a shift to a completely different way of eating which is something I would never have done before but I cut out loads of things that might potentially help with perimenopausal changes so I cut out alcohol and caffeine and processed sugar and dairy and wheat and loads of stuff and that has helped as well so something about just really appreciating my 
body and all that it does for me in a different way has allowed me to make other kinds of changes in my life, which have also helped. And I think there's something about the adaptation skills you learn or what you understand through swimming about your capacity to manage change that makes it a little bit easier for us to then make changes in other aspects of our lives because we know we know we can do that we know we've got the skills to to transition and face the unexpected yeah that sense of having having acclimatized ourselves to the initial shock of getting in the water and the, 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 the kind of surrender you have to do to really be free in the water yeah that that for me has kind of enabled me to to adapt to to all, all sorts of other situations you're absolutely right i totally hear you and also i mean from uh, thinking about the fact that you've now got a business that you've set up around it how did your experience of the sea inform or even create the idea in the first place for sea soul blessings oh yeah the sea soul blessings wouldn't exist without sea swimming no way i mean it's it kind of the when we were talking earlier about the gifts that you get from the sea that was very much the experience that i had and i found that i was capturing them quite often in an instagram post i'd write something down about you know this today i felt like i had the gift of releasing or courage or presence or compassion or whatever it, it might be and just sharing that of wanting to share that kind of blessing that the sea gave me with other people um, and then one day I just had the idea that wouldn't it be brilliant if there were like some cards, simple cards that you could use that would just allow you to remember those back on land and take them back into the rest of life, those gifts that the sea gives you. And so I had to look to see if anyone had made them because I thought, wouldn't it be brilliant if somebody actually made them? Like not thinking that I would be the one to make them. Um, just like, that would be such a lovely thing, wouldn't it? Like, oh, no, nobody's done that. But something again about that mindset change that happens of being feeling a bit more able to take risks and be a little bit brave I mean, sensible risks obviously we know about being careful but I mean just to step outside our comfort zone maybe and do things that we wouldn't have considered doing before made me think well yeah, maybe I could make them I'm like, yeah why don't I have a go I'll make I'll make some for myself <laughs> and so I just mocked up a little set and gathered together all the different messages that I felt like I'd got from the sea or the different experiences or lessons that the sea had given me and I realized I had loads of them without even realizing I'd been collecting them, they'd been being given to me with each swim. And so I, I mocked up some cards and started to use them and then decided to try and capture the messages a bit more. So the cards are very small and they just have simple messages on like, may you be clear, may you be held, may you be soothed, may you be resilient, whatever those, those messages were or gifts or lessons that I'd received from the sea. And then I wanted to try and capture, well, what, what does that mean? What's, is there more behind that, especially around the self-compassion piece? Because that had been such a huge shift for me in terms of the way that I have spoken to myself. So there's something about that, that kind of clearing that you were talking about that happens to your mind. So it, given that it clears out the anxiety and the stress and all that other chatter that allows space for you to receive these kind of messages and gifts, but it also, I think, creates space for us to shift the way we talk to ourselves so it was possible for me to really, I'd been exploring self-compassion for a while, but I hadn't really managed to get that to settle in my mind or in my body. I could kind of go through the motions, but something about that clear space in the water and having that daily opportunity to practice talking to myself with compassion and kindness and really being 
you know, that's, you know, just really notice Pippa how you're feeling and do you want to swim far today or do you just want to go a little bit and come back or do you just want to bob and whatever, whatever you do, that's fine. That's, you know, really encouraging and motivating myself with kindness instead of trying to push myself, which I think I'd done a lot in my life, which, you know, managed to achieve lots of exciting things because of that, but actually it's not the healthiest way to live your life and actually I think once you start to motivate yourself with mm. compassion instead of criticism or a sense of inadequacy somehow of constantly trying to prove your value then you can actually well you have a much happier life that's for sure but you can actually achieve as much just in a very different a different kind of way so the 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 part of trying to capture speaking to yourself with kindness was also something I, I wanted to, to capture in these cards so that they could be something that people could use to do that themselves, to reprogram their own brains in the way that I'd been able to do in the water, to just get used to speaking to ourselves in the way that we would speak to a really dear friend or, or a child or a pet, you know, who, how we would really speak to anyone other than the way we might choose to speak to ourselves. So it was really important to me that the cards were, yeah, were a self-compassion practice in and of themselves. And also I wanted to give people space to explore where those messages came from in the sea. So then I started the process of writing the messages and that was quite a mad experience in and of itself. So it was, you, I'm sure you'll have had this experience from being in creative flow. It was a bit like that. It felt like I wasn't really writing them. I mean, I was there, I was like the conduit for them and they were, they were coming through me and I was doing my best to translate them as effectively as possible. Yeah. But I would have the experience of I'd go off for a swim, I'd get a picture probably of the sea and then it was like a little quiz game for myself to work out, okay, so how does this picture <laughs> relate to this card and to try and find the words. Um, and sometimes they would flow really easily. And if I try to be clever and think, oh, this sounds nice, so I'm going to write it like this, it didn't work. It just sounded wrong. And, and certainly with a few of them, I wrote them and I didn't actually even understand what they meant at that point. They make sense to me now. I've got understandings of all of them now. But at the time yeah. I was like, well, I don't really know what that means, yeah. but apparently that's, that's what it's supposed to say. Um, and so I collected those all together into a little book and um, packaged them up and made them and started using them myself and then selling them and was amazed that, other people actually really responded to using them too and really got a lot out of them, especially people who had that experience of going in and out of the sea and, you know, understood what it felt like to be sea swimming each morning. I mean, I think sea lovers love to use them in general, but sea swimmers are certainly a lot of the people who, who use them are sea swimmers who use them with their friends, maybe take them down and share one yeah. while they're swimming. Um, or use them at home when they need an extra boost. I use them all the time myself because <laughs> I just feel like I need them too. So I'll, I'll use them often. Um, and and then in when was it? would have been last year, uh, we shifted to making everything completely plastic-free. It wasn't fully plastic, but it had a laminate on it. Most cards like that do have a laminate. So and I decided really, you know, like you, that relationship with nature was deepening and deepening with the more time I spent in the sea and I just really wanted to make sure that, that in no way were we contributing to anything that was going to have a harmful impact on nature so we did a whole big redesign to make sure they were completely plastic free and recyclable and all of that so that was that was a good shift to make as well I think 
think I, I think I bought one of your quite early batches. Yeah, you had the original and... in the little box, didn't you? The little white box. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And the and the little bag. Yeah. And I and I at that point I hadn't been back in the sea apart from on holidays for thirty years, you know. So I mean, I'm, I'd like when I went to to Greece to photograph a wedding once. I went out on a boat trip with the bride and groom, and I went for a quick swim in the sea then. But there was always an element of self-consciousness about it. And so actually, when I got your cards, I actually hadn't been in the sea for 30 years. And, you know, I would love to, to, to say they inspired me to, but they didn't. But I got what I got, though, was a reconnection with the experience I used to have as a kid when I was in the sea, with, when I looked at the cards. And now I kind of think, you know, I've been, I've been living back in Cornwall now for over four years. And it's only the last six to eight months that I've actually got back into the water. And I just thought, you know, I've been in Mevagissi with this beautiful sea literally 200 yards from my house, sometimes even with the sea in my house, unfortunately, but that's living in Mevagissi for you. But why, why on earth haven't I done it? And actually now I get so much more of a connection to the cards and, and, and the blessings that you send. They become much more vivid, obviously, when you're actually in the sea and have that relationship. But I did find them really effective when I wasn't as well. I guess that's a long way of making that very simple point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's, but it amazes me that the people that use them in so many different ways, like I use them with my kids, but I didn't know that anyone else would do that. But I've heard, you know, fantastic stories from people who use them as a way to open up conversations with their kids about stuff that they wouldn't talk about other ways or just a different way to encourage them when those kind of conversations are, are tricky, especially with like preteens and teens that it's just a chance to have a different kind of conversation. There are lots of yoga teachers that use them with their students and quite a lot of therapists and healers also use them. So it's really it's just fascinating to see how they get used in different ways by people depending on on what they need. I kind of see the sea as a, as a very meditative kind of process for me. It is like my meditation practice is going into the sea. And, and the thing that, that really struck me when I swam just a few months ago, was how buoyant I am in the water. I think all those years of swimming in pools had just made me forget that we're naturally buoyant when we're in the water, in the sea. Well, I'm, lucky, I'm one of those lucky people who is. And, and so I can literally just float. I can just put my arms out upright. Mm. I can be, my body can be upright. I can just put my arms out. So I don't even have to lay flat and float. I can literally just float upright in the water. And so I can literally, when the circumstances are appropriate and, you know, it's not too rough, I can just put my arms out, shut my eyes and, and meditate for a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's incredible the level of peace it's bringing to me. And so, of course, often with meditation, I find that having a prompt is really helpful because then you've got something to, to kickstart the, the process that just naturally happens when you're meditating, you know. And ultimately, what I'd love to do is set yeah. up a maybe retreat or something where people could come down and, and get this experience in a, in a safe environment. Oh, lovely. It's like a free flotation tank, isn't it? Available to all. <laughs> oh, seals. Oh, my word. My, my experience with seals has been so such a blessing, actually. You know, like regularly now, the seals will just come up and they'll be within about five or six feet of me and they'll just look me, just look me in the eye and we'll just clock each other. I'll say, hello. 
and then they'll go off and do their thing. But there's an element of being connected with nature and being connected with the elements and being welcomed. Yeah, well, one of my deepest hopes really for the Seasol Blessings is that they're a tool that help people to deepen their relationship with nature, to just look at it differently, to see see all that we get from it. And my hope is that the more people use tools like that, the more they'll be inspired to do things to support nature yeah. and protect this beautiful world that we have because it's a scary time out there at the moment on so many levels. But, you know, never has it been more important than to look at ways that we can protect this natural world that supports us. So anything we can do that's going to encourage us to really connect with nature, whether that's an interaction with a, a friendly seal. I'm still a little bit scared of seals. But an interaction with a friendly seal or that experience of just being part of the, you know, I always feel like when you walk into the sea, it's like walking into the painting. You're not just sitting and looking at nature. You are in nature. You're part of nature. And you remember that, you know, we're the same as the seals and the fish and the birds. You know, we're all bits of nature. We just try to package ourselves up as as something else and put ourselves in these little houses and think that we need all this stuff. Um, but really, we're as much a part of nature as your friendly seal saying hello is. And the more we remember that, the more likely we are to be able to move forward positively in terms of the the climate and the situation we're in right now. Just before we started the, the recording of the podcast, you, you mentioned that you actually got a sea soul blessing with you. Would you mind sharing? Uh, oh, yes. Sharing one. Something for, for us to think about as part of this podcast, really. Oh, this was my card of the year. This is the one I've been doing all year. May you feel alive. May you feel alive. Because I love choosing one of these at the start of the year and then just seeing where that will take me. So shall I read you the little oh, message? Oh, that would be lovely. May you feel alive. So the, the way the messages work is there's a little bit of description that kind of paints a picture of the sea or how this might relate to the sea. And then there are a series of blessings, so kind of kind words that you could practice speaking to yourself. So may you feel alive. The sea is all-encompassing sensation, exuberant vitality and constant movement. It is stepping consciously over edges. To walk into a cold sea is to know the limits of your physical and mental capacity and to choose to live a little of your life right there. May you delight in vitality. May you pursue adventure. May you test your limitations. May you feel all the feelings. May you love and leap. May you tingle. That's so much what we've just been talking about as well, isn't it? It really is. It really is. Anybody listening would be thinking, ah, oh, she had that lined up. But I, I, I was, I've been watching you on the Zoom. That was totally, totally at random. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Vitality, feeling alive. You know, all this kind of this – is, this is actually what the sea has done for me. The sea has made me feel alive again. Yeah. You know, in the, on a, on a, not just on a physical level, but also on an emotional level. I'm, I'm much more – responsive and receptive and, and much more open to listening i suspect this podcast if i'd recorded it a year ago would have been a very different thing it would have been like yeah yeah that, that's great pippa but what about me what about pat what me 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 no i know you know that's that's kind of where it would have been and actually you know yeah i'll talk a bit as part of this but actually well, i'm much more interested in what you have to say and what and the, the the things i can i can learn from your experience and the thing the experience that i can have almost vicariously through yours in a way as well 
And again, that's part of what this podcast is about. It's about giving people the opportunity to have the experience of connecting with the sea, even if they're not near it. Or it's not just about, isn't sea swimming great? It's about something slightly deeper than that, I think. That's, That's kind of my hope anyway. And I hope that's the message people take. Yeah, there's an opening that happens when we spend time in and around yeah. the sea, actually. I think it can happen on land. You don't have to be swimming to have that experience. But it's I think it's literally just bringing yourself into that present moment and just opening up to the beauty and possibility that's yeah. in front of you. The sea always gives us that sense of that vast horizon and that sense that there is space to move into. There's space for you to stretch into and open up within yourself as well as all around you. And I think when we create that space, that's when we, you know, wonderful, amazing things happen. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to to talk to you today, Pippa, because this has been so lovely. And so I guess the last thing just to ask you is if somebody was brand new as an open water swimmer, or they, they, they've seen photos of people doing it and they think it looks like an looks like something that might be for them. Any, any tips that you might have for somebody starting out? Well, it depends what time of year they're starting, but mostly it's going to be cold all the time, isn't it? So I would certainly say don't do it alone. (laughs) Make sure that you hook up with some people who are already doing it because it can be dangerous. It can be treacherous. And certainly with the sea, conditions can change very quickly and you can get yourself into trouble unless you know what you're doing. So the first thing I would say is make sure that you have somebody who's an experienced sea swimmer with you. Um, that can lead the way for you and just talk you through the whole process and go slowly. Don't push yourselves, but be kind to yourself in terms of how you're moving in. And it may be that, especially if you're going into cold water, that you're going for a very short dip to start with. It's not not having the expectation that you're going to be swimming half a mile straight away. I know when I first started swimming, I was literally just doing maybe 20 strokes away from the steps and 20 strokes back to the steps because I was really quite nervous about being in, you know, out of where I could put my feet down. And it was all new and scary and I just didn't know how I would react. So I was being very careful. And now when it's warm, I'll be swimming, you know, half a kilometer, three quarters of a kilometer or something now, which is so yeah. different than how I how I started. And it's, you know, it's brilliant. That's a whole different buzz of getting the thrill of the exercise <laughs> as well as everything else. Um, but you know, just be be careful, be gentle with yourself and really use it as an opportunity to practice breathing into that anxiety when it comes because it's yeah. pretty much guaranteed to come when you walk into the water. You can start off just by keeping your feet in the water. You don't have to do any more than that. You don't have to put your whole body in the water. Even just standing at the side of the sea with your feet in the water can be incredibly freeing and releasing and really good for you as well. So I'd say most of all, go with other people, go somewhere that you know is safe to swim, get advice from other people about whether that's a safe place to swim, because sometimes it's not obvious what the problems might be. You can't necessarily see what the currents are or what might be lurking underneath the water. So really just get advice, go with a safe pair of hands and and take it gently and be kind to yourself as you go and just enjoy it. Consider it as a a very special treat for you, for body, mind and soul. Thank you, Pippa. And so finally, how can people find you? Well, my favourite place to hang out is probably Instagram. 
because I think I've been sharing little films of the sea there every day for as long as I can remember now. So if you need a sea fix and you're far away, that's a lovely place to go and just go and soak up a bit of sea, even if it's just a minute. I know over lockdown, I started to do much longer recordings of the sea. So five minutes, 10 minutes, because people yeah. really needed that fix and a few meditations there as well. Um, so that's a lovely place to come and hang out. And I normally share a blessing there and some sea each day. And I'm also on Facebook. So both of those, you just have to search for Sea Soul Blessings. I think Instagram is Instagram.com slash Sea Soul Blessings and Facebook is Facebook.com slash Sea Soul Blessings. Um, and there's also my website, which is Sea Soul Blessings.com. And there I've got a blog there. So I've written lots of stuff there actually about getting into sea swimming and tips that you might need for getting into um, cold water and starting in the winter and there's also lots of gift guides that seems to be the most popular thing there at the moment at the time of us recording the podcast yeah the, the gift guides for sea swimmers in fact seem to be very popular at the moment so um i have my blog there and then i have a newsletter the sea soul newsletter that people can sign up to on the website and i send out sort of treats and news and extra bits of sea and writing through that as well so they're probably the the best places i'm on twitter but I don't seem to be very successful at linking up my Twitter to my Facebook and Instagram. So it just says most of the time, Pippa posted a video. <laughs> Isn't very engaging. <laughs> but yeah, you can find me there as well. Thanks so much to Pippa Best from Sea Soul Blessings for such a lovely, very inspirational interview. And as Pippa said, you can find her on Instagram most readily at Sea Soul Blessings. So that comes to the end of this episode of the Joyous Swimming Podcast. And I'd just like to thank you for listening. I hope you've found it entertaining and it's managed to help you to recapture that spirit of being in the water and that feeling, which is really what the podcast is all about. You can find me on thejoyousswimming.com or the Joyous Swimming UK Facebook page. And from there, you can also join the Joy of Swimming discussion group where we talk about what's been going on in the episode. You can contact me directly through there to have a chat about future episodes, whether you'd like to be a guest. And also you get the chance to enter the competition to win a copy of Sarah Norcoy's lovely book, Salt on My Skin. Sarah is my guest on the next episode of the podcast. And it's a really emotional conversation where... We talk about what got her into swimming, how it helped her to cope with bereavement, and also how it helped her to cope with her mother's diagnosis of Alzheimer's. It's a very powerful and emotional interview, and I'm very privileged to be able to share it with you in the next episode. So anyway, thank you so much for listening today. Stay safe and happy swimming. Thank you for listening to the Joy of Swimming podcast hosted by Pat Kelman. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast by pressing the subscribe button on the podcast catcher of your choice. Music by Phil Innes.